1967, Roland Barthes wrote La Mort de l'Auteur, The Death of the Author, an essay proclaiming that the opinions of an author on what his text may mean are irrelevant to the interpretation of said text. In 2020, Julian and Magnus Dora decided that the author's abilities are just as irrelevant. This is Kill the Author. Hello and welcome back to Kill the Author, episode 11. The one where we have to start paying the podcasting app. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since the last episode we did. It's been like two and a half months. <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, uh, I was finishing my bachelor's thesis. Um, I was having a very packed schedule with free time after finishing my bachelor's thesis. Things got in the way. Life got in yeah. the way. I started school again. Oh, yeah. I made half a project. And I I did a speed run a couple of those. As yeah, he well. did a he did a speed run. He started playing video games professionally. He's a pro gamer now. I wouldn't call it that. And also, he started <laughs> making video games in his school, so I, he's even more of a professional gamer now. The most professional of gamers, I'd say. I'm like the opposite of that. Would though. you agree with my assessment that you're the most professional gamer? I don't consume the product. I create it. <laughs> both, both. You consume it, and you you consume it. In an innovative and strange way, uh, in in a way, in Just the like same we way are. that we are <laughs> experiencing this piece of um, okay, I, I don't want to call the games you're speedrunning garbage media, but this is garbage media, and we're experiencing it in a unique way. Hey, Tomb Raider Anniversary is a piece of art. Tomb Raider Anniversary <laughs> is fun. It's a fun game. It's a fun game. Anyway, <laughs> um, if you hear weird gulping noises or something of the like, I'm trying out some Bex Green Lemon Zero, which is an alcohol-free mixed beer drink. I have never tried it before, but I thought I'd try it out because I accidentally picked it up at a store yesterday. I have iced tea. I like iced tea. Cool. Okay, that's that's on your segment. That's on your segment. Drink watch. We're coming back <laughs> what with are we fresh drinking? new energy. Fresh yes. new energy. Everything's different right now, uh, except for the show. Okay, here's a small question I wanted to ask you before we really get going. Okay. Because it's something that I thought about while watching this second half of episode six, which is just a very clean point to get back into the show after being gone for a few months. The second half of the sixth episode. Mm-hmm. But here's something I wanted to ask you about it because I I, w- I was thinking about it. Is this a terrible episode to get back to the show with after having not watched it for a while because I felt miserable while watching this. I felt pretty okay. I can el- elaborate. We we mentioned before that this is the nothing happens part of the show and we've mm-hmm. like proven ourselves wrong on that. There's been a lot of interesting stuff that we found in this first half of this episode. In this episode, I really, until like the last few seconds of the episode, I felt like absolutely fucking nothing happened. It was very dull to write down. Yeah, but then why do I have like two pages of notes? That's a good question. (laughs) I don't know, and we're going to find out. But for me, I felt it really hard to care about a lot of things in this episode. So the point where we left this episode off the last time was Kotonoha just saw Makoto and Sekai kissing 
at the at a train station. It's, yeah, she wasn't sure. What was it called? Guacamole. Not the other one. Motihata Sakashita Station. Motihata Sakashita. Motihata right. Sakashita. Right, Guacamole right, right. Station wasn't the scene before. Guacamole Station was another one, right? So now we are at what I believe is Sakai's home. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. I assumed that too. Which, because it doesn't look like Makoto's home. And we see it again later in the episode. Yeah. And we haven't seen Sakai's house yet. I didn't really pay much attention to it. I don't it, think we did, no. But uh, we don't see much of it anyway in this episode. Uh-huh. We see, like, the entrance area, for the most part. So, at the very beginning of the, of this half of the episode, uh, Sakai's, like, glancing out of the door. Makoto's also there. They're both at her house, uh, both inside of her house. Mm. And Sakai's looking outside. It's like, okay, we're fine. It looks like yeah. Setsuna's gone. Which yeah, I thought which, is weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's... Okay, there's a few things this could be. It could be Sakai and Setsuna had been going home together. And Makoto didn't want to come out until Setsuna was gone. But it's the morning. It's the morning before school, I think, at this point. Is it? Is it? I, th- I, I, I didn't really pay attention. I thought it might just be later that day. I, I felt that they left the apartment to go to school. That it, like, ties into the uh, direct next scene. Which then would imply it. that Setsuna is stalking Sekai. Which, honestly, is not a surprise. But I'm wondering why they just bring it up like that if that happens well just a little later in the same episode we see uh, Setsna being in Sekai's house as a guest <laughs> you will get to that okay <laughs> at least I assume so I had some and questions about that scene too I like the I like the idea that they walked home together and then at some point later Setsna showed up like as a guest and they just pretended they weren't home <laughs> okay <laughs> like so a, she's like, like a raccoon scratching the door trying to get in maybe I'm like slightly Tinted because yesterday we watched The Room again for the first time in a while. But what if Setsuna is just like Danny? Like, she can just (laughs) walk in and out of the apartment and nobody really notices. Like, she's just (laughs) there. She just kind of lives there. She has a key. Well, anyway, Setsuna's gone. Mm -hmm. So her and Makoto, who's there at our home with her at this point, uh, can finally leave. They can finally leave the building. So the weekend truly return to school days... We get a disgusting kiss scene, as, yes. as per the usual. Of course. Makoto's kissing Sekai. She does not look particularly excited about it. Yes. She's like, uh, mm. Mm. <laughs> like throwing her hands up. She doesn't seem to be enjoying this at kind all. Of, kind of, yeah. Sekai do- doesn't seem to be enjoying this at all is something we could print on a t-shirt. Uh, definitely. No one is enjoying this. They would be on brand. So the next scene, we're back at the school. Yeah, so we can probably assume, like, just in general, they're just leaving the house together. Yeah. We can assume they, f- they fuck, yeah, right? Yeah, probably. They probably had sex again, where Sekai isn't really into it. That thing again. Well, not necessarily, because they were just leaving. Yeah. You know. But we see the reason why I, think, why I thought this was the morning, and they were on their way to school, because we see the school next. Yeah. So we see Kotonoha waiting there in front of the entrance, mm. looking really depressed. Yeah. Gonna be saying that a lot this episode. Yeah. Then Makoto shows up and she's like really excitedly. And we also see that him. on her phone she got like a go to school without me message from Makoto. Because I he, didn't see that. Yeah, he said he slept in or something like that. Right, yeah. Yeah. Actually, plot twist, he is lying. Yeah. Crazy. He's actually he might have had sex with Sekai. That's actually a possibility here. So Makoto Kotonoha is running towards Makoto very excitedly. Mm-hmm. I assume he already split up with Sakai so that she yeah, yeah, yeah. 
to not arouse yep. suspicion. Uh, this is generally a theme of this half of the episode, partially also the last one, but it's, it's getting worse here, is that Kotonoha seems to be like desperately clinging on to Makoto. Mm-hmm. Because uh, she saw him allegedly making out with another girl, with Sekai. Mm-hmm. She's not sure it's him. And she's really... She's, I think she's really afraid of losing him. Mm-hmm. So she's clinging to him a lot in this yeah. episode. And it's a very hard to watch. Yeah, it's, it's really rough. Uh, but uh, before Kotonoha arrives, or as she arrives, Kato shows up. Yeah. If you remember Kato, she's an old school friend of Makoto. She, she's sporty somehow, and they used to be in school together. Popular traits of Kato include it was in middle school with Makoto. Likes to bully Katonoha. Yes. Is somewhat sporty. And that's kind of it. That's all the things we know about She her. also has her, like, mean girl squad with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not right. in this scene, but a lot. She has a mean girl squad. The They're squad. not here, but they show up. They show up later. She's just pissed. <laughs> that's all I have written down here. I, I wrote down Kato mm-hmm. pissed. Basically, they run into each other. Katonoha standing next to Makoto now. And they're, they're just saying hi to each other. But we can see Katonoha kind of hiding behind mm. Makoto a little. Like, we already know Kato bullies her regularly. Yeah. So she might be kind of afraid of her. Yeah. And, uh, like, what what I thought here is that Makoto kind of, like, he's not picking up on any of this whatsoever. Yeah. He just, like, hi, and then he moves on. Yeah, and Kato is just, like, she has death eyes. Kotonoha is even, like, reaching out to Makoto as he mm. walks away. And he just... He doesn't pays, even notice. He pays no attention to yeah. her. Yeah. Then Kato stares yeah. at Kotonoha for five seconds yeah, straight. I timed it. Stares daggers into her soul. And then she gets a call from uh, Minami. And you're probably wondering, who is this? She's one of the squad girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mm. I, I, I knew that only because I had a list of school days characters pulled up because I couldn't remember Kato's name. So on the, we don't hear what Minami says, but she answers on the phone. She's already in school. And they'll do it in the classroom later. It's not explained what they're talking about, but it's probably related to the culture festival. Yeah. Which we'll which we'll get to talk we'll about get more. To. We'll get to. Yeah. I want I want out quite a bit about that one actually. Mm. As she's on the phone after she said these things, we get like a weird flashback from the roof. It's only like two sec. It's only like two seconds long. Mm-hmm. And that one confused me. Because we see, as per the usual, Sekai, Kotonoha, and Makoto sitting next to each other on the roof. Mm-hmm. With Kotonoha on the left, Makoto in the middle, Sekai on the right. The weird thing is, uh, there's no scene in the show where this actually happens. Okay. So this isn't a flashback to anything that happens. Okay. But we, uh, Who has the flashback? I don't remember this. I haven't uh, written this down That's a all. good question. We, we see, uh, we see uh, Kato with her phone, and then we get the flashback. But Kato clearly wasn't there. So I assume okay. Kotonoha is having a flashback. Uh-huh. And she's having a flashback specifically of looking at Makoto's phone while he was sitting there. Yeah, I re- okay, yeah, 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 I remember that. She sees like she sees Kato's phone and then she remembers Makoto's phone. But, I think that was it. But what does it mean? Okay, so here's here's something I thought. She just got this message from him, right? She just got this message from him that she he doesn't show up to school, like, that she hasn't seen him, uh, th- that he's not going to go to school with her. And at this point, she's already had this thought in her, head, in her head, like, Makoto might be cheating on me with someone. And I don't know how clear it was to her that it's Sekai. 
how clear it was to her that the person he was kissing outside of that train was Sekai and not anyone else with brown hair. Like, I, I'm, she might be thinking, oh, maybe she's the one. Oh. Maybe that's why she's pissed at me. Maybe she was texting with Makoto. They have these phones. That, that's the, the vibe I got. I don't know if that was intended, but that's kind of what I felt like. That makes a lot of sense, or it makes the most sense. I also think the idea is interesting that the rooftop scene that's represented here never happened in the episode. Uh, technically, or in uh, the show. T- earlier in the episode, we did have a roof scene with three of them sitting in this order, mm. but there wasn't anything regarding the phone. Okay. It was the hot lemonade scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was in this episode. That was so long ago. That was so long ago. <laughs> but Okay, okay, so this might be sort of a representation of Kotonoha already... Like, fabricating the relationship, fabricating how the relationship worked, how it was functional and stuff like that. Like, her memory sort of adapting to how she needs to live with the situation as it is now. It might be a representation of that kind. Mm. That's an interesting thought. I didn't, I really didn't think of that. I really didn't uh, notice that. And from that, we see an actual rooftop scene. Yeah. Which is the next thing we cut to. I'm just going to read out really quickly what I've written down here. I don't know if you have a lot more about it to say than I do, but Not here's much. what I said. Extremely depressing silent rooftop lunch. Kotonoa tries to be positive. Fails. <laughs> That's all I've written down about this I've written scene. that. I pretty much just wrote down what happens in it. Makoto's sitting there staring up into the heavens... And we can he- we can see Kotonoha's talking to him, mm. but there's just music playing over yeah, it, and yeah, she's mute, mute the scene. which seems pretty fitting. It's like she's talking, and he's not hearing. And he's hearing nothing of it. Yeah, he's just feeling bad yeah. with the music. So that's my very simplistic interpretation. <laughs> I mean, uh, you got him. You got him there. And yeah, that's there's there's not a lot more to this. Kotonoha is upset. She tries to be positive. She smiles, but then when she notices Makoto doesn't respond to her, she's just sad. That's basically that scene. Next, we have a short scene in Kotonoha's classroom. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not sure if it is. It's not one of the normal classrooms, I think. I think we've seen this room before. This is where Kotonoha was working on like school festival preparations. It might be possible that the people there are like the people working on the school board for mm-hmm. the festival. Mm-hmm. That might be it. Yeah, because Setsna is involved in that. We yeah, know that. Setsna is sitting in the back. And we know that Setsna is involved in the festival. We'll see that later. Mm. And we can see Kotonoha is typing on her phone in class. And the teacher is talking about the cultural festival. And the and he's he says that people are supposed to make proposals. Mm-hmm. And how I understand it is every class there's like some kind of workshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some sort of thing that they'll... That we had this. I don't know if this, this, is, a, this is a sort yeah. of worldwide thing but here in germany we had stuff like that yeah. at our school we talked about that before in a yeah, podcast yeah. Yeah, about yeah. your school as a state yeah school as a state did. we also had like an, an africa project where every classroom was supposed to represent like an african country i think we had senegal i don't remember very well but yeah we did things like that so that might just be one of these strange japan and germany only things like heidi and vicky <laughs> yes and Bine Maya. And <laughs> race-based fascism during World War Two. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, the overall theme of the cultural festival that the workshops need to surround around is sincerity and good faith. Mm. I don't know if you have any, like, interpretations of this as of now. I mean sincerity and good faith. 
Like, two things very absent in the show. Two things Kotonoha has in spades at this point, but nobody is willing to afford to her. Then we see Setsuna sitting around in the back, looking sus. Here's something small that I wrote down about this that I thought was kind of interesting, the mm-hmm. framing. We see both of them in, like, frontal shots, basically. The one with Kotonoha has her slightly to the left of the screen. The one with Setsuna has her slightly to the right of the screen. And the one with Kotonoha, we first see them from the front. And from what we can see from Kotonoha, there's not much behind her. There's like a dude slightly behind her. And Setsuna is like to her on the left side. We can see her in her back. But when we have this frontal shot of Kotonoha, there's suddenly this really big white shoulder dude behind her that basically fills her entire background. You just don't, you don't see his head, but you see basically the torso of a giant guy sitting behind her. And her, her being framed against that torso, where we see Setsuna in the back framed against the back wall. And uh, it's completely featureless. There's nothing hanging on that wall. Okay. And I just thought it was interesting. I don't know. I don't know what it means. Um, but I had this idea, Setsuna is being framed against nothing, against a void of some kind, while Kotonoha is framed against a man. Maybe that can be seen as a way of interpreting their relationships to others with... Setsuna's relationship to everyone in the plot eventually being doomed because of things we'll find out later on about Setsuna basically not allowing her to stay within this school or staying within this place which is why she's framed against nothing while Kotonoha is framed against a man because a man is the core element that drives her change throughout the plot. Makoto personally here represented through a very big man in the same school uniform taking up her entire world. Hey, who's writing this show? <laughs> I think we are. I think, I think we are. <laughs> I think we are. We should get a writing credit after this. <laughs> so, yeah, Setsuna's looking sus as per usual. Mm. Like, she isn't looking suspicious. She, she is looking suspicious of someone. She's looking like she has suspicions. Okay, she's looking suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Suspicious. She's the suspicious. She's she's the uh, su- suspicious. While Kotonoha is the suspicious in the situation. Sus. It's just sus. It's sus. Setsna sus. Setsna <laughs> sus. Setsna. Where do we go next? The locker room. The locker room. This is something that I don't have evidence for because I did. I didn't want to go through the episodes again. <laughs> but I feel like every locker room scene is always at evening. That might be. Yeah, I remember that too. Even in the intro, there's one. The yeah. End. I think they only have that one coloring of that room. That might be it. Do you know how hard it is to make more colors for a room? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just a critic. I don't know anything. So Makoto and Sakai are there. Uh, he, he seems to be happy to see her. Mm. Makoto receives a message on his phone. From Kotonoha. From Kotonoha. Yeah. She says that she's done early, probably mm. with her bo- school board meeting. Yeah, yeah. with Seth's another one. And Sakai sees this on his phone, mm-hmm. and she tells him that he should head home with her, and because, because he's you're using <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted my comment. You should be with Johnny Speech. <laughs> yeah, basically. And you know, okay, we've talked about this in the last half of the episode, but Sakai is like in such deep denial at this point if she thinks there's still anything going on with Katonoa. And he's like, uh, I guess you're right. Yes, like, 
What are you talking about, Makoto? You're the one who keeps saying <laughs> that you're not in a relationship with Konoha. <laughs> no, I guess you're right. Oh, I guess you're right. And he does he does actually like go home with Kotonoha. And then we get probably the most uncomfortable scene in this episode. This is the scene where I wrote in capital letters on the side of my page, God, I hate Makoto so fucking much. This, yeah. is, this is the scene where, like, this is a great scene to come back to the show, too. Mm. So we're, we're on the street. They're walking home together. Yeah. They're looking very uncomfortable, uh, as per the usual. And there's some muffled music playing in the background from some kind of store, probably. It seems mm. there's stores around them. Yeah. And one of those cat girl mascots, mm-hmm. we've seen those before, like in the arcade in the second episode, mm-hmm. is tr- is very aggressively giving Katona an ad. Mm-hmm. He's like blocking her yeah, path. Yeah, she's blocking her path. I have a conspiracy theory about this. I also have one from yeah. something that I vaguely remember from a later episode. Yeah, same. It might be the same conspiracy yeah. theory. Can we say it or should we leave it open? We can say it. I think we can say it. Okay. But we'll go through the scene first. So this is a phone ad mm-hmm. for... A special discount for couples. Yeah, yeah, a couples discount. Mm. And Cortona seems very excited to see this mm, one. Mm. She's like, oh my god, we could get those matching phones. That would be amazing. Yeah. Please, I want those matching phones. Yeah, like phones have clearly been on her mind. And mm. also she's desperate for any sort of validation that their relationship is real. But um, So basically, basically he says that... I wouldn't feel comfortable buying this for you because, mm. as we all know, Makoto is very co- fucking considerate mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. I think the reason why is because he doesn't want anything that binds him to her because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to yeah. be with her. Like, like he, 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 he feels somewhat uncomfortable at the thought, like, oh, we're going to break up eventually and then she'll have spent money on these phones. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, yeah. yeah, you know. We didn't mention this. She also, like, specifically offered, I can buy them as a present. Yeah. You don't have to pay this, please. Let me buy yeah, those like, phones. Okay, okay. To be fair, if I were at a rela- in a relationship where I was like, okay, we're about to like this isn't working, we're about to break up anyways. I would feel bad about someone buying me a phone, about mm-hmm. my partner buying me a phone, because it'd be like, uh, you know, you're gonna regret that purchase pretty soon. Except Makoto doesn't have a moral compass. Yeah, except Makoto is a sociopath, so this is kind of weird. He he wants nothing that directly binds him to her. Yeah. Like those like matching yeah. phones. So they hit on and Kotonoha traps. Mm. Comedic sound effects. Trips. Trips on the floor. Yeah. Did I not say trips? You said traps. She trips. She traps Makoto. She traps Makoto. With a sling trap. Pulls him up, guts him, and mm-hmm. eats his innards. And the show gets in- much more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly Makoto isn't there anymore. What's going to happen? Who knows? Arguably a better show. No, sadly, this is not what happens. Kotonoha just falls to the ground. She just falls. Comedic sound effects inserted here. Her her, her wool drops out of her mm-hmm. bag. She drops her wool. We talked about this before. She knits. Yeah, yeah. She started specifically knitting to get him a Christmas present. Which was something established in the first half of the episode. She wants to knit him like something for Christmas. So him seeing the wool at this point is sort of like... Like you accidentally showed someone part of your Christmas present. It's, mm-hmm. It goes in that direction. Uh, that's not even it. She falls and Makoto looks back at her for yeah, yeah, yeah. three seconds straight before yeah. he groans and then... Like he looks, he looks at her like completely neutrally. Like... Hmm. Am I just gonna like like the way you'd look at like you you're walking along the street you you carried a, an empty cup of Starbucks in your hand and then you accidentally dropped it like it slipped out of your hand That's dark. and then you go like three steps further and you're like I can't just le- leave that laying there like 
Someone's gonna see that and they're gonna think I'm an asshole. Okay, <laughs> oh I'm God. gonna turn around again. Like this is literally the vibe I got at this point. Yeah. Then he asks her whether she's fine. She apologizes. Of course, she apologizes. Yeah. I'm telling you, in the last episode, there's gonna be a quiz mm. where, I'm collect- <laughs> where I'm collecting a bunch of statistics <laughs> and I'm asking you this stuff. Oh, I have no idea. I I will have no idea. <laughs> he. For the record, he mm. says there's no need to apologize at this point. Congratulations, Makoto, on clearing this extremely low bar. <laughs> he also, like, she just fell over, her stuff fell down. Mm. He did ask her if she's fine, but he's not, like, I know, picking up her stuff, yeah. helping her up. Yeah. He's just like, oh, cool, you knit. Yeah. Have, have fun getting up yourself. <laughs> yeah, he tells her, like, you knit, and she's, like, embarrassed, clearly. Like, she she gets red, and it's like, because it's a Christmas present. Uh, he wasn't supposed to see this, and she says, like, hey, I could knit us something, you know? She says, it's gonna get colder. She wants to knit them something for Christmas. When are we again? Didn't we address it's, this It's before? getting close to Christmas, I think. Okay. The it's, festival is, I think, a, a winter or a fall festival. I do remember the ending of the show being in winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ending of the show is at Christmas, if mm. I remember it right. I, I think we're in, like, mid to late autumn at this point. And the festival is probably like some sort of Thanksgiving, fall time sort of festival, Delio. Because it's also about thankfulness. It's about like considerateness and stuff like that. That might be a Thanksgiving-esque theme. Winter is coming. Let's remember the good parts of the year kind of Mm. Delio. Yeah. She tells them that she wants them, that she wants to knit them something. Mm. Something that they could wear together. Yeah. Which he, he doesn't look happy about. He responds with a colon eye emoji mm. it's just like completely neutral and he's like like hmm yeah that probably the doesn't end. like that that's the end of that scene then again we get the next scene at sakai's home that yeah. we talked about where i guess setsna just there yeah setsna at night. just walks into her bedroom at night <laughs> like i have this i rather have this idea that setsna was just over his friends mm. and at some point sakai just went to went bed went to bed and <laughs> fell asleep like, without saying yeah. anything he just left she's like okay i'm gonna leave that i guess am i gonna go are you okay <laughs> and yes sakai clearly feels like shit here she's laying mm. in bed and she looks depressed yeah. she says she feels bad mm. and then she gets a message on her phone by Makoto that says, and I quote, I like you more. <laughs> Makoto so I don't, I don't assume this was in response to her saying, I like you, and then him saying, I like you more. I assume this was unprompted by anything, and just in relationship to Kotonoha. Like, uh, I, I, you, like maybe she wrote him, you, you're supposed to be with uh, Kotonoha, and he responded back, I like you more. Like, that was the mm-hmm. last thing she said to him before. I don't want to be with Kotonoha. Yeah. She got drunk last night, and she hated me. <laughs> Kotonoha <laughs> doesn't drink. drink. <laughs> okay, that's not the room for now. <laughs> Kotonoha is like, everybody betrayed me. I'm fed up with this world. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, there's another very short scene there. Yeah. Uh, where we just see Kotonoha in her house, and Makoto in his. We see that Katonha is writing him messages. We don't see the mm. messages. But we can see that he, he yeah, he's respond. receiving. Yeah. His phone is. It's vibrating, but he's just sitting in his bed, turning away. I wasn't sure, like, he could have been asleep. That scene, he could have just been asleep and mm. not gotten those messages. But it seemed more like, ah, uh, he's turning away from them. So I have a lot to say about the next scene. Oh, okay, that's great, because I have absolutely fucking nothing about it to see. I want everything down about it. Okay, here here's my summary of it, just to get you going. Summer festival prep scene. Taiske sucks. I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> so, 
We're in Makoto's classroom now. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the preparations are going on for the summer fest, the, su- the summer festival, the festival, the culture festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems that Setsna is in charge of it. Because mm-hmm. she, maybe she's like the class speaker. Do you say that? Something like that. I don't, I'm not sure. Class president? Yeah. It's class president. Uh, there's a list of workshop ideas with yeah. numbers behind them, which I assume is votes. Mm-hmm. And then we also see that the idea that has won uh, has like an elaboration at the bottom mm-hmm. of what it means. So let me read you all the ideas and I have some notes about them. Okay. So uh, one idea is octopus and rice, eight votes. Mm-hmm. I assume this is like a restaurant yeah, thing. Yeah, it's then. probably a restaurant, votes. yeah. And then uh, Hiyotoko Yaki, four votes. Okay. So you're probably wondering, what does that mean? I am wondering what that means. So I looked it up. Uh-huh. Uh, Hiyotoko is a comical character in Japanese. He's kind of like a harlequin, that's how I understand it. Okay, okay. It's part- Ah, okay, so like this kind of, sort of role. In a way, yeah. 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 Uh, it's, I think it used to be a mythical creature, but now it's more of like a, like a stock character. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's usually the character that's played with some kind of mask with... Like a mouth that's like in a like in a blow form to the side, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and one eye being smaller, kind of comically looking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This character is known as Hiyotoko. There's a couple of stories about its origin. One of them is like from some boy who mythically existed somewhere in Japan who could summon gold from his belly button. That's true. Okay, great. Yeah. And so people Perfect. hung up masks of his face on their walls for fortune. Mm-hmm. There's also other stories that link him to as a god of fire. Okay. Because I think the words, if you put them together, Hiyotoko come from fireman. Okay, okay, okay. Not like a fireman, but you know, fireman. (laughs) A man of fire. God of fire. And the other words, it says Hiyotoko Yaki. Uh, Yaki is an object made of ceramic in Japan. Japan. Uh, It also means fried for food, but I assume that's not what it means here. Yeah. So probably the idea is that this is maybe like a pottery thing where they Mm. make these masks. Yeah, that might be it. That's, That's my most... It might, be, it might be like if it's we see that at the festival later on when we see it actually that's like this giant bonfire so maybe with him being like a fire being maybe that's something you would wear maybe we can check for that when we mm-hmm. see the festival later on if people are wearing these masks it, yeah it maybe is, another class is it is a that. cultural festival after yeah all. true this, this was probably like something that was proposed by the class nerd and, and yeah. some of the friends voted no one else wanted it mm. but the others were like oh, i want to make hamburger then there's also Coffee Shop, which received 16 votes. It's the mm. one that won. Ah. Haunted House, which has one vote. Oh, wow. Only yeah, just one. one. Uh, we'll get back to this later because Kotonoha's class actually voted Haunted yeah, House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. we'll get to that later. Uh, and then this one is weird. One of them just says, and I quote, sell Professor Mather's research. <laughs> <laughs> one vote. <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> I don't know, maybe they have, like, a teacher there who does, like, actual scientific research. So, and <laughs> so you're probably wondering, who's Professor Mather? Oh, no. <laughs> so I found a couple of professors that exist and existed with this name. Mm-hmm. So there's a Tamsin Mather, who is a British professor of earth sciences, and geology and stuff, from the University of Cambridge. Okay. There's a John Mathers. That one actually is Mathers and not Mather. It might be wrong mm-hmm. subtitles. Who is a yeah. British professor of human nutrition at... Um, Oh, I didn't write down the university, but it was a, it was a different one. Newcastle. It was Newcastle. Okay. 
And then there, there was also a Curtly F. Mather, who was an American professor of geology at Harvard, mm -hmm. and a John Mather, who was an American professor of mathematics at Harvard, and honorable pro professor at the Nanjing University of China. That's probably the closest one to Japan, so... Yeah, <laughs> geographically. I, I like the idea that there's one person in class who's really into that one professor. <laughs> there's the one guy who was, like, at Harvard for a semester. And, and he voted like, it. And he's like, no, there's this big plot. Okay, so he was at Harvard for a while, right? And John Mathers, professor of mathematics. Oh, no, 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 the professor of geology. Okay, we have Kitley F. Mather, prof American professor of geology at Harvard, right? Who, like, discovered some universal truth about geology. Like, discovered a new mineral. And there was this student from this one Japanese high school who was there on, like, this small exchange project, right? Like, it was in the, it was in the evening. He was having a bit of fun with, like... One of the girls from the American school, a bit of hanging out, and they like were making out in the hallway, and then they made their way into the office of the professor just because, oh no, the hall monitor was coming by, and they couldn't smooch on the hallway anymore, so they went into the professor's research, and then they saw this weird glowing thing under like a box, and they opened it up, and they saw this strange glowing rock there that kind of looks like an egg. But it's not like it's it's like warm to the touch, and there's these research notes right ne next to it that maybe it's like this professor of geology on one of their experimental. <laughs> Is trips. that the workshop? They discovered. <laughs> are you describing the workshop? No, 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 no. This is a real story. <laughs> what, are you doing? what are you doing? They discovered the egg of the phoenix. The, the professor discovered the egg of the phoenix, and like they, the 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 student couldn't just leave that there. Like he stole it. He stole the egg from the professor and the research notes, and he took them back to Japan. And since that point, he's like he's wrecked his mind what to do with this immense discovery. And now the culture festival is coming up. And what's more cultural than the legend of the phoenix, one of the celestial deities? In Chinese mythology. And but we're in Japan. He's also a fan of Chinese mythology. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and they want to sell Professor Mathers research. Yeah, and because he couldn't find a way of what to do with that research, now he's found a way. The culture festival is the perfect point to represent Chinese mythology as one of the cultures that you could represent. He wants to sell Professor Mathers research there. It's that or one of their teachers is called Professor Mathis. It might also, also just option. be wrong subtitles. So <laughs> It's one of these three. So there's one more option. Okay. Uh, just called Love Advice Corner for one vote. And mm. I want this to be Daisuke's idea. <laughs> it's absolutely Daisuke's idea. Taisuke. Taisuke's idea. There's no way it's not Taisuke's <laughs> idea. Which also means that, that there's 30 people in class? 31. If you, add, if you add this together. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That's mm -hmm. like a normal class. Or everybody has two votes. That's also, That's also possible. And the class is yeah. half as big. Then below this is like an explanation, uh, a further elaboration of the coffee shop, because that one obviously won. Mm -hmm. It received 16 votes. And then it explains down there, Little Sister's Cafe. Ah. That's the theme. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It is, is that weird cat thing the Little Sister? Maybe. I should have looked that up. That might be it. But mm. we'll get to that. We'll get to what the Little Sisters Cafe is made up of later on when it actually happens. Because we will witness the school festival. Yes. Culture festival will happen. Below this it says menu. Tea, coffee, cola, orange juice, apple pie, cream puffs, blueberry pie, Kuroda-san's pie, and various combos and other. And you're probably wondering, who is Kuroda-san? Can, can I give a theory? Yes. It's literally just one of the persons of the people in the class, and there's no actual Kuroda-san who invented a pie. 
Uh, yeah, there's just a person in the class. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Kurodash, just the last name of Hikari. Okay. <laughs> Hikari. Yeah, because, like, that seems like something that I lived through. Like, oh, what pie did you bring? I don't know what it's called. My mom makes it. I don't know. It's just that pie that my mom makes that's good. It's kind of that. Yeah. So this is absolutely important lore, and I'm sure that on the wiki this is mentioned. <laughs> that Hikari makes pie. The wiki has just disappointed me over and over again. I'm pretty sure that the wiki doesn't mention it. Speaking of, on the wiki, it actually calls Hikari's specific haircut squid rings. <laughs> that, yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it looks we like. We called them weird bangs, but they're squid wings. Weird bangs, neutered amidala. <laughs> it also says below this, waitress uniforms must be a cute color, mm-hmm. which seems subjective to me. What's a cute color? Yeah. Name me five cute colors. Pink. Yes. Light blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, lime. Uh-huh. Fuck. Uh. Uh, Fuck is not a color, okay, but I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let it count. I'll let it count. Give me a fifth one. Piss. <laughs> okay, that's not a color. Yellow. Yellow. Yellow yeah, is a, a color. color. Lime green, maybe not. I'd go for more of a cyan, maybe. I don't know. Lime green is a bit powerful, right? Yeah. Lime, lime, lime pie green. That's a good, that's a pastel green. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Okay, cute color. We solved it. Yeah. The last thing that it says is... Everyone is to bring their own shoes. Mm. Now we're finally done with this board. <laughs> we see this for like two seconds. This is followed by Taisuke screaming. Mm. Taisuke is coming up with more horrible ideas. Yeah. They watch all around of, about him making out with random women. Yeah. Because he's Taisuke. Yeah, that's just that's just Taisuke. Cessna rejects them all. Yeah. Of course. This yeah. Is just a... They're dumb ideas. Yeah. And everyone laughs at him. And I thought this was interesting. Hikari is also looking like really appalled. And I thought... It was a thing that she's into him? Uh, y- yeah. Maybe after the but whole she's, pool. But she isn't into his womanizing, you know? Okay. I thought maybe after the whole pool scene. She finally <laughs> she learned her nothing. lesson. <laughs> yeah. She finally learned, oh no, this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> then we see Sakai looking really sad and Makoto looking bored. We have so many of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm tired. And Seth's not looking back sus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another just... one. Cross the bingo. We win. <laughs> And uh, then we go on to something that actually fucking matters. Yeah. We have a pretty dang long scene, actually. Mm. At least in comparison. In Kotonuha's classroom. Yeah, it's like most of the rest of the episode. Yeah. Uh, we can see they're basically doing the same. Also, f- like, just to give you a sort of, like, summation. What's been happening up until this point was basically three-fourths of the rest of this episode. And the following part is where I have most of my notes. Because this is where yeah. shit actually starts happening in this episode. This stuff happens. So we can see that they're they're basically doing the same thing. Except they're being a lot more lazy about it. Mm. It just says ha- uh, ideas haunted house. On the, on yeah, the, yeah, yeah. On the like, okay, just to like summar- summarize again. We're not in the Kotonoha's class anymore. We're in the Sekai, Makoto and so on class. Right? No, the other way around. The other way around. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, Kato, I think, is in charge here? Mm-hmm. I think that's how it is. Yeah, that's what it seems like. So, Kato might be the class president in yeah. this class? Yeah, she's just lazy. And yeah, she's just like lazy. Working. She just wrote down, uh, like, festival ideas, haunted house. Yeah. So, they're doing a haunted house, I guess. Mm. <laughs> I just wrote down Kato. Yeah, Kotono. right. This is just the class where yeah. we know, like, Kotono has in it and the... Mean Girls, right? I just wrote down Kotono's upset again. I don't even remember. I don't care. Yeah. We get so many of these. Basically, what's happening here is that Kato and her friends are basically like talking about the upcoming festival and not actually doing their classwork. They're just sort of talking about like, 
uh, who are you gonna bring to the festival? Yeah. I just wrote down uh, one of squad is talking to another one of squad. Yeah. <laughs> and they're talking about how to tell whether a boy likes you by like doing a weird hand gesture. And if they grab yeah, it, you yeah, can right. tell them that you love them. So so here's an instant backdell test. If they <laughs> you fail. I mean, we haven't really rated the entire episode. We can't. We can't. Oh, man. Say. As, as, well, this scene gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, we have them basically talking about like this this culture festival seems to work in like the, the traditional prom sense where where who you invite is super important mm-hmm. and it's gonna like decide shit for the rest of high school or whatever the fuck so the squad is trying to figure out who kato is dating yeah or who she wants to take she hasn't yeah. asked uh, like, anyone out yet. i guess i talked about this before and they know that K- kato wants to bring someone mm-hmm. and that she's into someone and they ask her for a hint and she gives them a hint, actually, that whoever she's into, whoever she wants to go with, was in school with her previously. In middle school. In yeah. middle school. So, yeah, plot twist. It's Makoto. Okay, okay, okay. I don't want you to be too too fast. Okay. This is just this is just one of the three character traits of Kato that have been established after this point, that she went to middle school with Makoto. But that doesn't have to mean anything. Maybe it's a smart diversion. We'll see how the rest of this scene plays out. She could be talking about someone else. It could be anyone you know, who was I mean, in middle there's school with her. Another boy in this show. Yeah. Maybe he also went to Yeah, and there's school. some like boys without faces in the background. Yeah. So it might be one of those. Maybe one of those badly drawn side characters with crooked necks somewhere. Yeah, it might be one of those. <laughs> Who Maybe. knows? But uh yeah, essentially she says she liked him since middle school too. Like she didn't just mm-hmm. go to middle school with that guy, but she liked him since middle school, she says. We've actually talked about this before that they seem to get along. Yeah. Like like they're just friends that have known each other forever. Yeah. So this isn't that crazy. Yeah, this isn't insane that she liked him since middle school. But it's like it's another thing that kind of seemed like a weird friendship that they had. Like we had it before that Kato was a professional assassin in middle school and worked I forgot. for Makoto. I forgot about that. Yeah, because she like said she roughened up dudes for uh, people for him <laughs> and that was their relationship back in the day. But it seems there was more to it than that. Mm. Then The killer had a heart of gold. Then Kotonoha shows up. Kato starts bullying her immediately. Yeah, Katonoha like wants to get them back on track to actually work on the project. Yeah. She says they're supposed to be discussing during this period, probably about the festival. Yeah. And they say, hey, maybe you should just be doing the haunted house yourself. It doesn't seem like anyone wants to help you anyway. Yeah. Which just, is They're just great. being horrible monsters. Yeah. And she also says that she she doesn't want to work with other girls to just pick up on guys. Pick up guys, yeah, yeah. Pick up guys. And... Because she was hanging out with Makoto, mm. and everyone in the school has a memory of a goldfish, and, <laughs> and people keep forgetting that they're obviously in a relationship. Yeah. You know, like, we've had the whole thing in the swimming pool in the last episode, where she, like, openly said, yeah, we're in a relationship. Yeah, but Kato wasn't... Nobody from, from that class was there for that, except for Kotonoha. Yeah, but most of the other class. Yeah, but, you know, the people from this class weren't. Doesn't that get around? I don't know, may- like, it, it, they try to get it around, like, from this point onward. Like, Kato doesn't know about this, but she tries to find out if it's mm. true. I also I also thought that Kato was friends with Makoto. Yes, so but how we did... don't know how deep their friendship yeah. is at this point. Apparently not very deep, because yeah. she didn't notice, she didn't, she didn't learn about any of this. Yeah, but it's also not like Makoto has ever talked about that he's in a relationship with Kotonoha. So, hmm. 
so through this conversation, the squad figures out that it's Makoto that she's into. Yeah. Because they, like, talk about the fact that he was in the same middle school as her. And then suddenly, Kotonoha takes a stand against yeah, her. Yeah, Kotona, Kotonoha suddenly grows a pair. Yeah. Unfortunately, she stands up for a terrible relationship with Makoto. Yeah, and she, like, she actually has a powerful moment for the first mm. time in a while. Like, she gets up, confronts Kato, and tells her that she's Makoto's girlfriend. And then, after she's, like, made her point, she storms out of the classroom. Mm. She's, like, she's, like, being called for preps by mm. a teacher. And then she runs away. Yeah. And Kato gets, like, I've written it down at uh, Supervillain Birth Zoom. Like, she has this, she looks after Kotonoha with this deep vengeance yeah. in her eyes. She's, like, sitting there dumbfounded. The other girls around her caressing her, like, it's fine. <laughs> That's not what it looks <laughs> hey, like. Yo, 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 chill, chill, chill. Hey, you chill. can't murder her right now. <laughs> like, she was a professional assassin in middle school, so we don't know. We don't okay. know how high her body count in high school has been. So then she takes out her phone. Mm. Music cues... And then comes... Oh, yeah, at this point, like, the... Something that sounds like the credit theme starts playing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, this is gonna get relevant. Yeah. And then we get just this mad text chain scene Mm. of Texas going around. And this is where I wanted to mention, in my notes, I always number the scene. Mm -hmm. I don't have any good reason to do this. I just do that. Uh, But I noticed that uh, the longest episode that we've had so far had 20 scenes in Mm -hmm. scenes. We're currently at scene 27. <laughs> this episode has unusually many scenes. We have a lot of cuts between locations, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, how can so much happen in an episode and yet nothing? <laughs> we're, we're in the catch-up episode, basically, to what happened in the one before. Like, this is the one where everything crystallizes that happened in the episode before, which was where the whole relationship fell apart, which was the swimming st- stuff, where all of that happened. This is sort of the fallout from all of that. So we see a lot of moving around, a lot of time passing, a lot of dif- different relationships. But yeah, there's there's a lot more in this episode than there has any right to be, I think. So now, let me summarize what happens next. Because yeah, in normal, normal speed, this was too confusing yeah. for me to understand. So, Kito writes Nanami. I've written her down as boy because I forgot her yeah, name again. Yeah, we know the boy, Nanami, the one with shorter hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kito asks... Nanami, whether Makoto is dating Kotonoha. Then we see Kotonoha writing Makoto to tell him that she can't join him for lunch. Then we see that Makoto forwards that message to Sakai. I just want to say briefly, the fact that she cancels lunch with him is pretty powerful. Like, to me, that's... She's tried all episode to do everything to be with him and to give everything up to be with him and to spend any time with him or to do anything with him. And the fact that she's had this big stand-up moment, this confidence in my relationship moment, Mm, and then has been like, okay, I'm going to cancel lunch with him. He might not like it, but it's what I have to do if I want to get this school festival thing to work. Except... In just a minute from now, she does cancel that as well. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. So, uh, Makoto gets the message, and he sends it, he forwards it to Sakai. Yeah. Then we see Nanami receiving Kato's message, and she answers that she doesn't know. She says she heard Kotonoha talk about it, but she doesn't know if it's true. Yeah. She heard it and uh, asked her if something had happened. Then we can see Kato sitting in her classroom, typing angrily, mm-hmm. and asks Nanami if she could help her with something real yeah. quick. I don't remember. I don't know what she helped her mm-hmm. with, but we'll, we might find out We'll find on. out. Then we once again see Sakai receiving the message mm-hmm. that Kotona sent to Makoto that 
This is, isn't this while they're in class, actually? Yeah, did I say McCoe? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, is that the ship name? McCoe's and Kato. I don't want ship names in this show. I don't want ships in this show. <laughs> but you yeah. You don't have to make any, they're all real. I know. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Sekai receives the message mm. while sitting right next to Makoto. Yep. She looks at him, blushes. And, and he, he gives her what I wrote down as uh, fuck eye. Yeah, and he gropes her thigh. I hate it. Yeah, like first he just, he looks at her. We only see like one eye of his because the shop is like extremely horribly framed. But we see only one eye of his like looking at her. Then he gropes her thigh, mm. right? The scene gets broken by view of the clock. It is... Five past twelve. Mm-hmm. This is not relevant. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it's a little it re- relevant. I don't know. I mean, it's five past twelve. It's I guess lunch. Yeah, we we knew that already. It's not the eleventh hour anymore. It's not right before the disaster happens. We're five past twelve. We're after the disaster has happened. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that is relevant. Smart. Hey. <laughs> the next one's weird to me. They leave the classroom together, and Setsuna mm. once again standing there. And she smiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she wants Sekai and Makoto to be together. Yeah. That's her thing. She wants Sekai to be happy with Makoto. It confused me, though, because I think I just forgot about it. <laughs> there was something that was established before. Like, she just wants Sekai to be happy. And she thinks that Sekai is happy with Makoto, which is why she's trying to harm uh, his relationship with Kotonoha. It's also just weird to see Setsuna smile. Yeah, She sure. always looks angry and suspicious. And I think this is a good point to bring up the conspiracy theory... In relation to the character we've seen before, the animator character in the cat costume that handed Kotonoha the cell phone ad mm-hmm. and, like, didn't move out of the way, Kotonoha had to get that. We see later on at the school festival that Setsuna has one of these costumes. Yes, She exactly. wears one of these costumes for most of the school festival. But... I think a lot of people do at the school festival, admittedly. Yes, but in this scene, it almost seems like she threw a wrench into the relationship between Makoto and Kotonoha before by deliberately, like the person in the costume never spoke and handed them deliberately this note, yeah. which would test Makoto's like commitment to the relationship. I also thought, I also thought that... Yeah, and now she's happy that Sekai and Makoto are walking out of the classroom together as if she was happy that her plan had worked, that her very, very convoluted and bad plan to give them an ad had worked. I swear swear in like an episode or two, there's another scene where where you can see her wearing that costume again, taking off like the head. You can see that it's her. Yeah. I swear there was another scene like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That absolutely happens. Mm -hmm. That absolutely happens. We keep... We're we're remembering this. We're remembering this. This might be important again. Okay, go on. Go on. Carry on. We see Katonoha leaving her classroom and Katon squad are looking after her really mad. Yeah, they're all super angry. (laughs) There's like two shots of them just looking after her real mad. Mm, Like a a passing shot from all of them just looking at her angrily. Mm. I mean, this, this is another reminder that... Like, I don't know if the squad is just so mad specifically because they're good friends with Kato mm-hmm. or because they also all want to... Like, it later because becomes relevant. Because they all want to kill Kotonoha. Or they all want a piece of Makoto. This becomes relevant yeah. later when everyone suddenly wants a piece of Makoto. Yeah. They want a piece of the M. The M is short for Makoto's dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We, we see Sakai and Makoto on the roof. Welcome to the last scene, guys. This one's bad. Mm. 
So Makoto and Sekai are making out on the roof. You know that place where they're always having lunch with Kotonoha? Yes. That place that Kotonoha would go if, for example, that thing she said before about, uh, hey, I won't make it to lunch. Maybe if she could make it to lunch because she got done early. You know that place that she would go then? Where she yes. could see them being on the roof? That place? Okay, just just checking. Just checking it's, if it's that roof. It's, it's, it's kind of weird that now all of a sudden, now that this opportunity is there of... Kotonha not making it to lunch. Mm. Suddenly it's like, now we have this opportunity to make out on the roof. You yeah. can always make out. You can just meet in your house or something. You can just go into an empty classroom. What do you Why want? Why do you go to the roof? Are you crazy? <sighs> Sekai says that she can't. Yeah, she doesn't want to, as mm. always. But he has zero consideration. In this paragraph I've written, as always, four times. Uh, he goes on anyways because it's Makoto. We know how he is. Then we can see that Kotonoha made it out of a meeting quick. Yeah, she, she got done early. And she's like running up to the roof. Yeah. I'm saying his name really excitedly again. Yeah, she just had this, I I fought for my relationship moment. Yeah. Like, she feels really good about it She has right like now. this up now. Yeah. And, and then she makes it up to the roof. Mm-hmm. And this is where, yeah, what you mentioned, the music... Which seems like it would, uh, like would go into the credit music. Yeah, yeah, like it's it, it leads up to this nice moment at the end, and then it goes into the credits. Yeah. We have that happen a lot of times. Yeah, in before. the last episode we had that too. Like yeah, the yeah, music yeah. started queuing really early and then went into the credits. Yeah, yeah. But when she gets up there and she sees them, the music stops dead. Yeah, it it stops dead when she heard hears Sekai saying "I love you" to Makoto mm. through the door, and the music stops dead, and we have this. <laughs> This shot of her dropping her wool, and there's this ball of wool like, yeah, this yarn <laughs> dramatically falling down the falling down stairs. the stairs with like a dramatic uh, rock fall sound effect. Yeah, and then it's like, like some nightmarish creepy piano music yeah. playing. Yeah. So they're saying. I think he also says I love you to her as well. Yeah. I've written down. Makoto says it too. A lie. Sociopaths don't feel love. They're making out, and she says like, no way. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. And then we get the real credits. I don't know if that's the actual credits of this anime or another one. I remember. Yeah, that's the end of this episode. I remember that the the first, the fake credit song they played first, sounded kind of reminded me of that Yakuza song that people do on the media. People used to do the deep fakes too a couple of months ago. I... uh, I think it was the ending credit song of another episode because it sounded really familiar to me. Oh, I should have looked that up. It might have been the one of the episode before or two episodes before. I think it might have been the one of the episode before. I might look that up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the same one as the episode before. Mm-hmm. And then the actual end credit song was a different one. Now, as per the usual, phone images. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, it's not important, but the order is... First image of Kokoro, which is weird. Was she in this episode? Was she in the first half? I don't think she was. At least she, at least she wasn't been. relevant. I have my notes here. Of course she wasn't relevant. There's, they're always showing people who aren't relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kokoro was at the okay. very start of the episode. I thought I remembered that. Yep. Then Kotonoha, mm-hmm. Hikari, Nanami, who actually mm-hmm. did something in this episode. Yeah. Kato, the squad... Setsna, then Sekai in her reddish bar outfit. Okay. And Kotonoha and Sekai. Which is like how it always ends. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And one thing I wanted to mention, because uh, with this whole scene of just phone messages going everywhere, mm. 
I did notice that like every character has their distinct phones mm-hmm. and their distinct colors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the credits phone is Makoto's. He has okay. a blue phone. Okay, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, like phone, uh, like drawing visual attention to phones was something this episode did a few times. Which again, like, brings us back to something we talked about very early on about like phones being very important to this show yeah. uh, as a means of communication. And with the phone spell. Yeah, with the the phone phone spell, uh, of course, which is still extremely relevant. Uh, We'll absolutely get back to that, I think. Yeah, all of the photos were seen. We already talked about Yeah. All of the spells were broken. All of the spells were broken. (sighs) I I feel exhausted. (laughs) I had fun doing this. Okay, that's nice. (laughs) I'm not going to say I didn't have fun, but there were parts towards the end where I had fun. But this episode was kind of hard to watch. This was a hard way back into the show. I'm I'm not sure exactly what happens in the next episode. I think we're getting closer and closer to the culture festival at this point. It might be in the next episode or two episodes from now. I think the culture episode was multiple episodes, the culture culture festival, if I remembered right. And I always misremember how many episodes this show has. But I don't remember a lot of plot points that happened before the culture festival. No, I yeah, don't remember. I, I don't remember much that happens anyway anymore. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. Some, we're past the point where um, I always remember what happened. Actually, there's twelve episodes, mm-hmm. which means that we're now halfway done. Yeah, hey, <laughs> it hey. only took us like what is it, eleven months? Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> we started in January. Ten months. Ten months. Ten months. <laughs> it only took us ten months. I mean, that's a good start. Only took us a pe- <laughs> one part of a pandemic. Yeah, it only. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Things are, uh, I don't know if it's like that everywhere around the world, but it's definitely there, there in Germany. We're mm-hmm. like starting another shutdown right yeah. now. It means spending a lot more time inside, a lot less free time, a lot less time to spend with others, and hopefully a lot more time to work on this podcast. I mean, it's, it's absolutely impossible that we do that in time, but <laughs> I did when we started it think, man, it would kind of be fun if we could get the Christmas episode on Christmas. But there's no fucking. Hey, I mean, maybe we we'll get this. it Christmas next year. <laughs> I hope not. I hope we get our, back on our regular schedule. Uh, we're gonna try for the two week schedule again mm. from this point on, even if we have to make some time. Uh, I want to get back to this show, uh, and I want to start working on another podcast idea that I had, mm. uh, which I might talk about here uh, when that gets going, which will also probably feature my brother here. Yes. Until then, or until next episode, which should be in two weeks, please hold us accountable. Please, someone tell me that you're listening to this. Please, someone. No, no, no. I actually know at this point that we do have a few listeners. I heard from a few listeners. So if it only took 11 episodes, that's that's time well spent to get some people who actually listen to this show. If you listen to this on any sort of network where you can leave comments, where you can rate it, where you can leave... I don't know, is iTunes... Smash that like button! Is iTunes music still a thing? I think on iTunes, leaving comments and like likes on podcasts and reviews is like super valuable to push ratings. So if you can do any of that sort of thing, we'd absolutely love that. Mm. We're halfway through now. The The worst is still... Okay, the worst isn't still to come. But what's coming now is kind of like... Some pretty, pretty bad stuff. Some pretty dull episodes for now. So please uh, stay with us. It's, it's going to be fun. We're going to do this. And we'll hear from you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.